Hello, it's me, the heavy breather from every horror film you've ever seen. You know me. First, I terrorize my victim by the telephone. <coughs> Then I choose my murder weapon. A gun? Nah, too easy. Uh, a hatchet? Nah, I always use a hatchet. For this movie, I want something very frightening and deadly. Ah. Then I climb the stairs to surprise my victims. Why do they always live upstairs?
And you're listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have in the studio today? Who are you? It's Crooked Walker back for another Halloween special. Roger Allen, back on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And you've been on my show a couple times, haven't you, Roger? Yes, I've been on more than uh, more than your average ghost, for sure. This is probably somewhere in the region of 80, 90, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Thank you. That's amazing. And today you're bringing a special Halloween special. It, yes, the, for sure. It's my uh, sort of my, although today is maybe the gloomiest day I've ever seen, but Halloween in general is my favorite uh, sort of time of season. And uh, it's always been fun to do these Halloween specials with Nardwar. So why not? Why not keep it going? And what did we hear? We played a couple tunes before. Again, this is Nardwar, the human serviette, live on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, with Roger Allen. So what did we play, Roger Allen? These are your selections. (laughs) I'm guilty of this, yes. And from the top, I played a clip from the 1981 movie Student Bodies, which is a parody of slasher films. And uh, it was pretty uh, timely being as how they're still making these movies and uh, Scream just came out, which is uh, very much along those lines. Uh, it's kind of amazing that there were so many slasher films that they could already parody them in 1981. Uh, and for some reason, I saw them all because in the 80s when I was a kid, parents were okay with letting their kids watch films like My Bloody Valentine, The Changeling, and my favorite, Black Christmas, which were all readily available on CBC late at night because they were all filmed in Canada. Then Now what you, Roger, by you playing that trailer, and I knew you were going to play that trailer or that clip, I actually investigated a trailer on YouTube, and Lunik on YouTube summed it up. One of the greatest movies of the 80s. This destroys all horror spoofs, and they say nothing good comes out of Canada. So it was a Canadian production? Uh, I, I don't know if Student Bodies was. Was it? I, I don't think Student... Oh, okay, it was. Okay, well, they were all Canadian, all those movies I just mentioned. That's cool. The New York Times also called Student Bodies a real disappointment. <laughs> it's... Uh, I think if you watch the trailer, you... That could be considered a movie. It could be a short film. Just watch the trailer and you'll get it all. After that, we heard Sacrilege with Lifeline from the album Behind the Realms of Madness. Sacrilege combined punk, metal, and thrash. And the LP, if you can find it, has some really cool spooky album art. And I first found out about Sacrilege in the zine Metallion, where they mistakenly wrote that the singer was a feller Vocalist Linda Tam Simpson has a very distinct snarl, uh, but, you know, she's not a feller. And Sacrilege remind me of two albums that were pivotal in my teenage years, The English Dogs and Broken Bones, uh, sounds from vinyl that did not fall easily into any sort of category. Uh, They weren't really, they were kind of anarcho, anarcho, is that how you say that word? Um, Metal, thrash, punk, they had it all. Doom. And uh, the band Sacrilege in North America were on my favorite label, Hasmort, which was created by Hushead. 
a guy I still haven't been able to uh, track down, but I'd love to talk to him. And there's a Neo's connection, the Pusset Neo's connection, the legendary speed metal band from Victoria. Yeah, I just, I think, I'm not sure. I think maybe you uh, let, let me know that, Nardwar. I just recently realized that on the, uh, the middle sticker in their uh, Neo's uh, LP is a, a Pusshead drawing because uh, the band and uh, Pusshead bonded over the idea of sobriety. As far as what I've read, anyways. And, and there's after, a new Neo's record out right now on Supreme Echo. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I hear the uh, liner notes are uh, very uh, long. And after that, we heard Vibrators with The Wolfman Howl. And I really, really tried to find some info behind the album art on the LP Guilty by The Vibrators. Um, but I can't find anything, which is a shame because the album art is very odd. And I'm trying to figure out, like, where did that come from? But I, I haven't been able to find anything. So maybe somebody out there knows the story behind it. I think it's great you picked the vibrators, Wolfman Howell, because I love the vibrators. In fact, they are still going. 77 Punk, still going. And I actually mentioned this to Johnny Rotten. I said to Johnny Rotten of the Sex Pistols, for instance, the vibrators are still going. The vibrators are still playing. And he said, so they should. With a battery change, anything is possible. <laughs> Johnny Run on the vibrators. What do we have coming up right now, Roger? You've brought in a whole bunch of Halloween-related records. And thank you again for the explanations. What do we have coming up right now? Coming up next, we have a little bit of dialogue from everybody's giant, a friendly giant. The Friendly Giant Halloween Special on Nardwar, the Human Serviettes Halloween Special with Roger Allen picking the sounds. Once upon a time, not long ago and not far away, we were in the village on a nice peaceful day, birds singing, peaceful now, but later it will be a scary place. There will be ghosts and there will be goblins and witches. You know who they'll be all dressed up because today is Halloween. It goes, 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 the shadows barrage of witch tongue cobra spit over apocalyptic cult kill a card with smoke stop music, music. seriously yeah. it goes it goes it goes it goes it goes it goes stop this groove looks dust clear off them locks relentless rob movement for the knock me to that deep spot body rock connect it to everything you want ever did what we got it one knock come get us to get in that hole and watch me drop this cold guillotine that sentence yeah. Yeah. it goes 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 guillotine Hidden all between and beneath every fragmented figure of speech. Talk in reverse whenever the beat causes my jaws to call. Ow! 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 Yeah! The screen's flashing red. 
circles Can't see shit but heads Spinning actions just like planets Out of orbit off the edge Of my natural Ripple the doors fumble and all that's ever been said Yeah Tie the cord Kick the chair when you're dead Yeah It goes, 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 it in a bucket, body of a trick in a bag, and thrown in the fire like fuck it, gotta burn it before it goes bad, one too many times been disgusted by the stench and rottenness of your drag, yeah. get broke by the street like bloodstained glass, yeah. choke on these nuts to the very last, yeah. it goes, it goes, it goes, it goes, serial number, killing machine, fail is the maze, you an amphibian on the filthy sound you're experiencing, yeah. Yeah. It goes, 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 it Windows bulletproof, this slip not fixing rope to noose to the gravestone grinder of cold steel. The passing the blinds me so I feel you. Yeah. They go to a flow through our veins, blows through our tunnels and rattles our chains. And they all fall down. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday same 
fooling your neighbors. That's what you think. Reading the good book, singing the hymns. Come Monday morning and it's back to a life of sin. This little song holds good advice. Though some people may think it ain't too nice. Well, if you're one who's wearing the shoes, well, there's somebody watching and he ain't nobody's fool. Saturday Satan, Sunday Saint, fooling your neighbors—that's what you think. Reading the good book, singing the hymns. Come Monday morning, and it's back to a life of sin. Come Monday.
And you're still listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show Halloween Special with special guest DJ Roger Allen. Roger Allen. And Roger, what did we hear in that set just there? Uh, well, when I was a, a little kid, along with Owl TV and Maniac Mansion, I watched The Friendly Giant, and uh, that was a kid's show that was on the CBC, and uh, that was their Halloween special, and you can find that online if you're looking to learn more about A Friendly Giant. And then, very differently, we heard Death Grips with Guillotine, and uh, I looked up the cover illustrator, Sue Are You, and I recommend you do the same. She has some other interesting uh, things to look at. And uh, I once went, to a magic show at my school. I didn't want to go, but for some strange reason, I went, reluctantly. The magician threw a rope into the audience. It landed on the woman's lap beside me, and then she threw it on my lap. Suddenly, there was a spotlight on me. I went up on stage mortified to see that I was chosen to put my head in a guillotine. Something that I look back on and can't believe, I let a magician playing a high school theater simulate cutting my head off. What happened? What happened? <laughs> I had to go. I went up on stage. I was by myself. I was very uncharacteristic, uncharacteristically at this magic show that I didn't really want to go to, but I, somehow I went. I ended up having to go up on stage. Jokes were made at my expense. He said, okay, put your head in this guillotine. I just was, I just was looking for any way of getting off the stage. So I just, you know, silly, stupidly of me, <laughs> put my head in a guillotine. And then uh, they did a countdown, and I heard the blade coming. Didn't cut my head off, though. They let me uh, you know, get out of the guillotine, and I think I just walked off the stage and left. <laughs> and uh, for years after, people would come up to me and say, hey, were you in on that? Did you know that was going to happen? Are you an actor? And I said, uh, no, I was just unlucky. How frightening a childhood memory from Roger <laughs> Allen, who's bringing us today a whole bunch of Halloween records on the Nardwar to Human Serviette Halloween special curated by special guest DJ. Crooked Walker. And then country music has no end is creepy music. We heard Ernest Tubbs, Saturday Satan, Sunday Saint. And uh, when I was a kid, I had a subscription. Everything happened when I was a kid. I had a subscription to Crazy Magazine. Uh, I was probably, well, I was 15, maybe not a kid. Marvel Comics stopped making it. And so to finish my subscription, they started sending me a new magazine called Epic. Epic was like the comic heavy metal. And heavy metal is where a lot of 80s metal bands got their inspiration for album art. And uh, I think that whole genre later went on to become known as uh, fantasy art, which was all based, basically all based around, it seemed, Conan the Barbarian. And uh, I don't know. I don't think any of those magazines would fly today. But uh, nevertheless. We played some Ernest Tubb, Saturday Satan, and I noticed Tubb had the Jordanaires on background vocals. The Jordanaires, Elvis's group on background vocals for Saturday Satan. Yeah, I, I love uh, Ernest Tubbs uh, uh, canter, the way he his voice is kind of has a he has a distinct kind of um, 
undertone or something in his voice going on that I really like. Maybe it's an accent from the southern United States. I'm not sure, but I do like it. And, uh, and today I still, you know, after Epic Magazine, I went out and I began, I was interested in all these like sort of horror magazines like uh, Bangoria, Gorezone, uh, Vampirella. Uh, I, I still have all these things. And uh, when I look at them today, I think, wow, my parents must have really been concerned with me because uh, they're really quite shocking. After that, we heard direct hit with Wolfman Shane, a lot of Wolfman uh, music. Uh, and I actually was able to contact Nick of Direct Hit, and I asked him about the song, and he said, the lyrics are kind of vaguely about the anxiety of rejection and the feelings one might have from disguising the negative parts of their personality, or it's about werewolves, whichever you'd like better. Let's pick uh -huh. werewolves today on the Nardward Human Survey at Halloween special curated by Roger Allen. Now, right now, Roger, we're on the radio, but you have joined me on Twitch. Yes, you have joined me on Twitch in past, and I've noticed some figurines in the background or some YouTube videos as well. What figurines, when you film a YouTube video, are behind you? There's an amazing collection of figurines when you did the vinyl tag. Oh, yeah, I have, uh, yeah, that's true, I forgot about that. I have uh, a really big uh, collection of all sort of the Halloween-inspired uh, Playmobil figures. So they, they come out with all sorts of things, and I've been doing that for a very long time. I have a big collection of Kinder Surprise Halloween toys, which once when I was in Germany, I bought some eggs, and there were like Frankenstein and things like that in it, and I began searching out all the other ones. I've got a big collection of just Charlie Brown Halloween figures, which I, I really like. And then, of course, I've got the uh, Frankenberries and Booberry and Count Chocula figures, which uh, I really like. And, yeah, it's funny, you know, if you, if you're, if you get to a certain age, if you, if you keep getting older and you don't throw anything away, you just sort of amass all this stuff. And, uh, you know, one day I hope I can enjoy it rather than just always searching for more stuff, uh, very much like my record collection. But uh, Nardwar, you'd be sad to know that I still have not found my uh, Serial Monster records. I think I put them in a book. That's the only place they can possibly be. I've got a lot of books. But <laughs> one day, I'm sure I'll stumble upon them. I have a gift for you, but I'm not sure. Have you got this gift? Oh, no. Cool. I don't have those, but I've seen those. But yeah, those are that's rad. This gift right here is a peanut. Oh, could you describe to the people what I'm showing you? Since this is audio, what am I showing you? It's a Charlie Brown figure, and he's wearing a, uh, maybe a Cub Scout outfit or a cowboy hat. And it's a figure that is representational of the early days of Charlie Brown, which is pretty cool. It's not like uh, the 70s, 80s Charlie Brown, which we all, uh, I think, are more attuned to. It's the 50s version, which is really cool. I love it. So th that is a gift for you, Roger. You've seen this before, though. I've seen, uh, only online, I've seen uh, like that line of toys, but I've never seen them in person. So this is for you to put on the mantle behind you. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Now I'll have for to get all the other ones. vinyl tags 
on YouTube. And again, we're <laughs> speaking to Roger Allen live, not on YouTube, but on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show, Halloween special curated by... Crooked Walker. And Crooked Walker, Roger, what do we have coming up right now? It couldn't be Halloween without the sounds of Halloween. On the Nardwar, the human serviette radio. Duh! Mr. High, Mr. High, Mr. High. 
situation takes place Instead of myself, everybody can see this Looks so great and we love Tears of hate 
You're still listening to CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show with special guest DJ Roger Allen doing an all Halloween themed special. Now, speaking of Halloween, what did we hear? Uh, well, we heard John Carpenter's Halloween soundtrack and the song Say Something. And I have resisted in all previous shows anything from Halloween but recently I have really gotten into John Carpenter's music as you know it's been readily available through record store day uh, overpriced releases and I just recently as I said got this cool soundtrack LP with this cover that animates when you pull the sleeve over it uh, I forget the name maybe it's reticulation it has this clear uh, overlay with lines on it and when you pull it across it there's flames that look like they're flickering and of course, the album vinyl is orange, and uh, it's just really cool. And uh, speaking of uh, John Carpenter, and maybe what's gotten me really into this is I have uh, three of the four pressings of my favorite soundtrack, The Fog. Uh, I've gone to great lengths to uh, get all these uh, releases. Recently, I bought a Sacred Bones uh, soundtrack version from somewhere in Middle America. And it was shipped. It is their uh, protocol that any international uh, shipping goes from their shop to, uh, like, I think it was Norway, and then from Norway back to here. So it really traveled all over the place, but I finally got it. And the only one I'm missing from those soundtracks is the original uh, soundtrack LP. So if you have it out there, let me know, because it seems to be really uh, elusive. And... After that, we heard The Who with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And I'm sure we all know somebody like this. And uh, did you know, Nardwar, by 1931, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde had already been adapted for film 24 times. So although you don't hear a lot about him or the both of them, it's uh, one of those movies that there's more of than any other monster movie. And uh, my favorite of all of those versions is the Bugs Bunny one. If you haven't seen it. It's amazing. Uh, this spooky Who song reminds me of another Who song, Boris the Spider, which I remember thinking was really cool when my brother played it on the family stereo when I was in grade six. I remember that distinctly because I really loved how it was rock, which I was sort of just getting into. And also it had this sort of scary kids uh, sort of tone or idea behind it with the uh, frightening voice. After that, we heard Cat, K-A-T, with the song Killer 
released in 1987, a band from Poland, and it was off the Metal in Hell LP. Although in Poland, there was a limited release of this album entitled 666. And just recently, I got a music sampler in the mail, and I have a ton of music samplers, seven inches, and they're usually uh, new wave or maybe uh, post-punk. But this one has Motorhead, Celtic Frost, and Creator. And I really think these samplers are a good way of getting music that would be too expensive to buy the full LP of. I know the Creator song on this sampler is uh, off a 12-inch EP, which is really expensive to buy. But I always wonder, are these samplers cut from the same tapes as the LPs? I hope so. And we ended with Tales I, I was of- actually, let me just say one thing, if that's okay. Again, I'm interrupting Roger Allen, who's spewing forth <laughs> much information of the Halloween variety. Sorry for interrupting for this silly question. I thought you were playing Cat, you know, the metal cat, the great cat, you know, the yeah, metal the star. What's the confusion? Was there any confusion? Like, was I confused? Like, cat versus cat versus cat? The great cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah the great cat. I actually remember the great cat from uh, the Pepsi Power Hour on uh, Much Music. And uh, she was like a really amazing guitarist. I think she was, you know, the same sort of era as Steve Vai and Indy Malstein, except she was like a more metal uh, guitarist. And, uh, yeah, it's funny. I, maybe there was some confusion because uh, she spelled her name with a C. And in I don't know, I, I'm, I'm not uh, completely knowledgeable about the Polish language, but uh, this band spells it with a K, K-A-T. I don't know if that's just the way it's spelled in Poland or if that was a way of distinguishing themselves from the great cat who on her session plane was just known as cat. I don't know, Narvar. We'll have to look into that. Thank you again, Roger Allen, for the clarification. And lastly, we just heard Roger Allen on a Halloween special curated on the Nardwarda Human Serviette radio show, Tales of Terror Possession. What did we hear? Yeah, we heard, uh, yeah, Tales of Terror Possession. And, you know, for years and years, I've read about this the self-titled LP from Tales of Terror. And uh, many uh, times in these interviews and things, they talk about how they were such an influential band. They were influential to metal. They were influential to kind of like glam. And of course, they were, inf- well, maybe not of course, but they were influential to grunge. Uh, Kirk Cobain saying uh, Tales of Terror was one of the, his favorite records. And uh, But it was always very elusive, very expensive. The band went through all sorts of uh, tragedy. Uh, one of the members died very young. And uh, just in the last... I think maybe it was three, two years ago, I read about how there was going to be a record store day release of it. And I sort of got excited. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, like I don't see these types of, usually record store day, you get the uh, Alan Parsons project and uh, the best of uh, sticks. But uh, I was like, wow, uh, Tales of Terror. But then right beside it, it said it was extremely limited. It was only going to be 1,500 copies worldwide, et cetera, et cetera. So I just forgot about it. And just last week, I was in a record store, just flipping through a crate right by the cash register as I checked out. And I saw the name Tales of, and I just, I said out loud, no way. And I picked it up, and there it was, used, mint, 20 bucks. Uh, It still has the, uh, it's red vinyl, of course, and it's got like a reproduction of a gig poster inside it and everything. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. It was such good luck. And uh, they're a great band. they're really under uh, appreciated. So I, I, I suggest checking them out more 
And they're kind of like, I think, Northwest punk, even though they're from California, I consider them part of the West Coast punk scene, aren't they? Kind of like something you might see on bomb shelter videos. Yeah, yeah, they do have, they do, well, they were before, you know, like they, they do kind of remind me of uh, maybe Green River or um, uh, that band that everybody was in. Uh, what was the name of that band? I forget. Another Seattle sort of mega group before all the other groups uh, appeared. Mother Love Bone? The yeah, human? Mother, Mother Love Bone. That's it. They definitely um, have elements of that. And Mother Love Bone, I would guess, were influenced by them for sure. Very and Bomb Shelter Videos. Bomb Shelter Videos. Nardway, you mentioned it, so I'm just going to talk over to you quickly. I remember, and I remember everything, staying up late Sunday nights and tuning my parents' TV into Seattle to hear and see bomb shelter videos with Bill Board. Uh, uh, they had they played all. Well, my expectations was they they would always play amazing videos. They played a lot of like uh, very arty uh, bands, homemade videos, and then every once in a while you might see a Dead Milkman video or something like that. Discharge and these types of bands were not making music videos. But still, it was very cool to see because all the commercials were local to Seattle. And I saw a bomb shelter video or a, a fallout shelter, fallout records and tapes. They had an ad on there with the accused uh, being playing in the actual store. And, you know, at some point months later, we went to uh, I actually rode in the back of a pickup truck with some friends all the way from Vancouver to Seattle uh, to go to bomb shelter video. You were in the back of the pickup truck? Yeah, that's how it shows you how times have changed. We went to the border, three people in the back of a pickup truck, and <laughs> rode all the way to Seattle uh, to uh, go to uh, follow records and tapes where I bought a conflict record and uh, uh, Operation Ivy record. I still remember. And Roger Allen, again, we're speaking to Roger Allen and his Halloween curated playlist or show. How dare we say the word playlist? This isn't a playlist. This is the Nardwar, the human serviette show, or maybe it is a playlist as well. But this is curated personally by Roger Allen. And what do we have coming up right now, Roger? Right now we have the song entitled Graveyard Theme and see if you can guess where it's from. On the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. Halloween special.
And you're still listening, hopefully, to the Nadwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show Halloween Special, curated by Roger Allen. That's me. Roger Allen. And Roger, what did we hear in that set? From the beginning, we heard uh, Charlie Brown, you know, the Charlie Brown a Great Pumpkin Special. That was the graveyard theme. And uh, some really good memories for me are watching the Charlie Brown specials. Um, the special presentation intro would happen at 8 p.m. on a Wednesday. And it was a big deal as there was no programming for kids at night. And uh, I remember it would usually say presented by Dolly Madison Cakes. And I was always on the lookout. Uh, but in Canada, I could only find Vachon cakes, which were just as good or if not better. And the soundtrack to the TV show was never released until recently. In the past, I mean, you could get the read-along story, but that had all the dialogue. Uh, I was able to pick up this really cool orange pumpkin-shaped LP with all the musical cues from the show. And uh, some of those tracks are only 35 seconds long, which is, uh, in my opinion, very punk rock. But yeah, the cues, that's kind of interesting. It's just like the little musical interludes um, from uh, the cartoon. And I've always really loved that uh, graveyard sequence in that cartoon because it's really, there was really no other uh, Charlie Brown special that had any kind of animation like that. So anyways, we are, I was lucky and I feel fortunate to be able to have given you guys the graveyard theme to listen to today. And after that, we heard Nikki Sudden's Death is hanging over me. And Nikki Sudden was part of the Swell Maps, Jacobites, and his own solo music. And he also really he, uh, collaborated with just like everybody. And uh, Nikki has released a lot of eerie, desperate, sad, and amazing music. And uh, I was thinking of going along with that by playing The Main, Forever Halloween. And uh, I've seen this record around many times it always catches my eye because it has this big skeleton on the cover and it's kind of blurry it looks really interesting but i'm always very confused as to why it's so expensive it's several hundred dollars for this recently sort of released album and you know it's very uh it's not anything too revolutionary the music is good but it's you know there's a lot of bands that sound like this band but for some reason it's an extremely expensive album to buy what is it called uh, the band is called The Main, and they, they have an album called Forever Halloween, and there's a song on there called Forever Halloween, which is, a, you know, it's a good song. It's very slow. But, yeah, there's a, maybe somebody can uh, write in and, and let us know why is that album so expensive. Nikki Sutton was in the Swell Maps. I didn't realize the Swell Maps started in, like, 1972. Yeah, I, I have a Swell Maps LP, which when I bought it inside it, I didn't know it was there. There was a seven inch of their first release. And yeah, the Swell Maps were the two brothers and uh, Nikki Sutton and his brother. And they made music that was uh, you know, very interesting. It was very uh, artistic, post-punk, maybe it could be a weird way to describe it. And uh, yeah, they've been around forever. And they've, they made some pretty interesting music, maybe similar to Kara Ubu, same sort of vibe. Uh, but yeah, Nikki Sutton on his own made some very like uh, stark uh, music. I especially like uh, the work he did in uh, Jacobites. Um, but you be the, you be the uh, decider on that. You listen to it and then you let us know what you think. And after that, we heard Susie and the Banshees with a song called Halloween. 
And this track reminds me of some other records I've purchased over the year, like Killdozer's Yow, which is apparently recorded in Quadrodisc, uh, the Soundblast EP with Prong and Palehead, featuring our friend Ian Mackay, who uh, we, Carter and I, were lucky enough to speak with recently. Uh, Catherine Wheels with Balloon and features a very creepy image of a cloud on the cover. Uh, the Dance Society's first EP, Clock, with its creepy cover. And I have a 12-inch by Dance Society that says property of the CBC stamped on it, which was uh, must have been part of their big library sell-off, which I would have loved to have been a present for. Uh, also, Seattle's Blackouts with their spooky sounds and illustrations. And TSOL's Beneath the Shadow is an EP. Beneath the Shadows is, is an LP, which uh, I was lucky enough to get recently, which because I absolutely love uh, that album with its amazing sort of gothic spooky uh, punk. And recently I actually sent a few messages back and forth with Jack Grisham and I asked him about what happened to the leather jacket he wore in the film Suburbia. And he said it wasn't his. And I also asked him about one of my favorite songs, Soft Focus. And he said it was very much not well received. And uh, yeah, uh, TSOL, you know, kind of wrote the, the manual for a sort of gothic music their their first you know album or ep is so sort of hardcore but uh they made it like maybe two records in there with uh, jack that i think are just absolutely amazing uh for their um for their sound and after that we heard frankie stein and his ghouls with google music with a song called wrist twist and there are hundreds of these Halloween 60s garage LPs with added creepy noises on top. And I really love all of them. And uh, I just discovered this one recently. And uh, I've, you know, I'm always on the lookout. I noticed recently that uh, Scary Spooky Stories by a 1970, 1973 uh, record on Troll, uh, that sold for $61. Walt Disney's Trick or Treat, Trick or Treat, that sold for $130 recently. And these uh, a few years ago, when blogs were still a thing, there were quite a few people that would post all of their amazing Halloween uh, record collections on these blogs with download links and things. And uh, that's where maybe what's driving the price of all these Halloween albums is that people let it out that they were collectible. And Frankie Steen was also released by the same company that released a Batman LP that had contributions from Sunra, you know, the coveted Batman LP. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. I didn't know Sunra was on a Batman LP. Yeah. So Frankie Stein, <laughs> his label mate was Sunra, basically. Well, space is the place. And that uh, album is available online if you have $100 in your pocket and you want it in your collection. And that's where we ended that set of music. And Thank you again, Roger, for coming on and curating all these amazing tunes of the Halloween variety. How long does it take? Because you've been on an Ardwar show quite a few times, but you've also done the Halloween special quite a few times. How do you find new stuff? Yeah, that's interesting. It always becomes, it does become a little tougher every year. Uh, you know, you can't play uh, Hamburger Lady every year if you've already played it. And uh, it's, you know, it's a challenge and it's quite fun to actually go out and try to find these songs, which are a little spooky. Because I think this is a six or seven uh, Halloween 
edition special that we've done. And yeah, I just, uh, I read a lot. I like to read a lot of old magazines and I like to listen to, you know, new music as well. And if I can find something sort of uh, spooky, I just write a note. And uh, hopefully if I'm still around next year, we can do another one of these. Well, thank you very much, Roger. I would say to people listening to this right now, if they want to check out past episodes of Me and You Together, check out Nardwar.com in the radio section or Nardwar versus everybody and click on Roger Allen and you come up. A lot of the Halloween specials come up. There they are. And Nardwar, did you know this is the first Halloween here in Vancouver that fireworks are illegal? So it's going to be a, a much different Halloween. There won't be explosions and fire in the sky constantly this year. It will be a very, it might be a subdued Halloween. So it's lucky we still have the radio. The radio is still free. And speaking of Halloween, we have some Halloween coming up. We have a Belgian band with a name Halloween uh, from 1982 uh, with a very interesting post-punk sound. And I did a street view on the address that's on the back of Halloween's LP. And it is now, instead of a record studio, it's called Phillips Place, a music bar for karaoke. Halloween versus Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. Yeah, Halloween and Halloween. Uh, Halloween are that, uh, I believe they're from Germany. And... uh, uh, yeah, their album art and uh, name is a little at odds with the actual sounds that come out of their instruments as they're uh, not quite a frightening metal band when you stack them up beside all the other sort of metal bands of the 80s in uh, Europe. But they have, a, they have some pretty cool things. I remember actually being in the record store uh, Disc and Dat, which was in Richmond Center Mall when I was a kid. And I looked up on the wall and there was a Saxon album and a Halloween album and they both look very you know foreboding when I look down at my uh, uh, yellow submarine the Beatles uh, single seven inch but years later I was able to hear those bands and they really didn't they didn't live up to the hype in my mind but that's just me and right now some Halloween, some Halloween to end Nardwar to Human Survey presents Roger Allen's Halloween compilation of records special thank you anything you want to add to the people out there at all roger uh you know uh no i don't think so (laughs) why should people care about halloween why should people care well i've always you know i've always cared about halloween in the way that halloween is about kids strictly it's about dressing up you know when i was in grade seven i dressed up like a ninja you know uh my face covered in black head head to foot all black the the worst halloween costume a backpack full of fireworks going out getting in trouble you know all the other holidays are more about like family and this sort of thing whereas halloween is strictly about you know being uh, a kid or just you know being a sort of uh being able to be a little scary and this kind of thing so it's it's you know in my mind it's really it's a it's a cool holiday it's one of a kind and uh why not enjoy it Well, thanks so much, Roger Allen, for your Halloween extravaganza. And do-do-loo-do. Boo-hoo. 